Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Iranian Market Minute. Today is Friday, May 27th, and this is episode number 131. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host. I'm your founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, nice strong close for the week. Uh, we have yet to see real volume come in, but this week was uh, uh, we saw some nice accretive moves on these stocks climbing a wall of worry. Going to look at the charts in just a moment, but first we're gonna run through the daily scoreboard and in the mailbag section, I'm going to talk about what is going on in France. They have a number of reactors offline and talk about some whispers about DOE downblending. So first of all, let's just jump right into the daily scoreboard. Spot price is up about a dollar today, sitting at 47.38 a pound mid-market. I would not be surprised to see if Sprott was in there buying a little bit of pounds because as we have seen over the past couple of days, they've actually been raising a bit of cash. Yesterday, they issued 1.1 million new units, raising 12.8 million in new money. However, they did not buy any uh, new pounds of uranium. They closed at a slight, very slight premium to NAV. Did, did trade up a bit today, but not all that much and still lacking in volume. Either way, it's quite some time since Sput has raised new capital. Nice to see them back in the market a bit here. They're now sitting on $44.3 million in cash. Uh, after several weeks of being unable to raise new capital, they're now taken in $20 million in the past two days. ETFs, no change in outstanding shares. The joint AUM between URA and URNM now sits at 63 million, excuse me, increased by 63 million yesterday alone. Sits at 2.49 billion, uh, up even more today after a nice day in the markets. All right, let's take a look at the charts. URA up nicely today, 1.93% on the day. However, we continue to see light volumes on these things. As I mentioned, the stocks, generally speaking, climbing a wall of worry across markets. Um, most markets today had a pretty nice day um, across multiple different asset classes. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust. Um, up slightly 0.53% today. Uh, so they were likely really close to that 1% premium to NAV. It does appear that they have been raising cash, uh, potentially not reaching that 1% premium to NAV, or uh, they are above 1% uh, above, above the NAV of the closing day. Um, so still wanting to get clear on this from Mr. Chimpaglia from Sprott. But um, either way, right around that level is where they're raising cash. So we will have to see if they did raise more today. Again, note the volume, big money not stepping up here, even though the setup is very, very ripe for the taking in terms of uh, moving this into a healthy premium to NAV, allowing them to raise a lot of cash and be back in the spot market. My opinion, risk is not yet back on in the markets, generally speaking, and we're likely to see institutions positioning in the miners in higher volumes. That would be Cameco, NextGen, and the ETFs, potentially alongside or prior to piling into SPUT. And we have yet to see that happen on this leg here. Cameco totally breaking out above this rising wedge. Uh, I said that I thought this would actually move to the downside. I was wrong on that. However, still not seeing big volumes here. Either way, nice to see a very, very strong couple of weeks for Cameco up 25% off the lows just two weeks ago. So great move for the leader of the pack. Okay, I had a question come in to me about um, what's going on in France. All right, so... This really could not be happening at a worse time, and primarily the biggest downside with this situation are the, the export markets surrounding France, so a number of the countries that are bordering France. France is the largest exporter of electricity on the planet, 
and they are typically 70 to 75% nuclear. Right now, half of their nuclear fleet is offline. That's big. There's a number of just regular maintenance outages. There's a number of refuelings, but there's also a handful of reactors that are um, temporarily shut down currently to address some uh, design problems they're noticing. There's been some corrosion, some potential leaks in uh, pipes. So they are trying to address that situation. All things considered, with labor markets as they are, with um, supply chains as they are, we don't believe these will be back on just like that. So this is a pretty big decline in demand coming from France. And we're looking at, uh, you know, it's hard to put this into exact numbers here because we don't know exactly how long we'll be offline, but it puts a decent little chunk in the annual demand this year. Um, it's possible that some of these outages that are happening due to um, having to shore up the, uh, the plants themselves could last even into the first couple of quarters of next year. So that's definitely not a good thing to see. Um, and really that the biggest deal for that is this is, it really couldn't happen at a worse time when countries like Germany um, and a number of other countries in the EU are trying to wean themselves off as much as they can from Russian gas. And this is making things worse. Germany has already said that they will ramp up oil and or coal energy production, but a lot of Germany's coal imports come from Russia also. So if these uh, reactors remain offline for longer um, then, you know, just a few months, but it sure looks like that is possibly the case. France might have to actually import energy. Uh, I mean, the energy picture in Europe is just getting worse and worse by the day. So um, even with all of this said, it does appear that France um, still is sticking to their rhetoric in terms of expanding nuclear. Nuclear has been phenomenally positive and reliable for France. Um, there's talks about EDF potentially um, having further influence from the state uh, I don't know what that would resolve exactly, but from what I'm hearing, this is potentially a $20 billion problem with these reactors offline, not only because of the costs due to um, whatever maintenance they have to do, but the fact that they're going to have to buy energy is really the big part of that cost. So really a bummer on that front. Um, how much is it going to affect the market? Really, uh, honestly, these static uh, uh, supply demand numbers for any given year, they do affect things somewhat, but honestly, it's really more of the, uh, the demand going out further years because of the way that utilities contract. They typically source the majority of the uranium in long-term contracts. So this is unlikely to have any material effects on the market. It's not like the reactors that have some inventory um, just because they're going to be shutting down for six or eight months and they're going to sell in the market. That's highly unlikely. So probably doesn't move the needle in terms of the uranium market, but just wanted to give you an update on that. I want to talk about everything, honestly, not just everything that's bullish. So this is obviously not bullish, um, but is this a reason to sell? No, of course not. This is not going to affect. We're seeing the spot price rise. It's not really going to affect the market um, overall. It's only going to affect, honestly, prices for energy in Europe. And unfortunately, they've already skyrocketed. And with France being such a big exporter, this is really could not happen at a worse time. Uh, the other thing that was brought to my attention was um, uh, some speculation that the DOE could be uh, entering into downblending um, retired nuclear warheads. Now, this is a program or this was a program that existed up until 2013 called megatons to megawatts that added that kind of a, that added to the supply that came into the market at the time. Now, since then, uh, the DOE has recognized that sales from downblending into the market definitely does not do any favors to the market. 
Um, primarily right now, I think that this talk is happening because there are entities such as centrists, which are enrichers in the United States, which have been reliant upon uh, EUP, enriched uranium product coming from Russia, largely. So perhaps there's going to be a bit of downblending to feed EUP to centrists. These, this is very speculative, and this is only speculation coming from me on this end. First of all, the process to downblend, downblend warheads into usable reactor fuel is very, very slow and very, very expensive. It doesn't make a lot of sense. So anybody speculating that the that the DOE is about to downblend, uh, you know, 20, 30 million pounds of uranium dumping it in the market, that's absolutely not going to happen. If they do any downblending whatsoever and feed that to centrists, for example, like I was speculating, that's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of money. Um, and, you know, the, the further downblending maybe, maybe down the road could happen under emergencies. We're not in an emergency. Utilities have plenty of inventory at this time, at least for the short to midterm. Plenty of contracts about to come online over the next number of years because of how uncovered the utilities are there. But uranium still is relatively affordable for the utilities. This is not something that's going to be dumped in the market, not something that's going to be happening quickly. Additionally, there's been plenty of recent language coming from the DOE secretarial determinations about suspending and or ending all sales of excess material coming from uh, downblended warheads. So any concern about this is pure speculation at this point, something to watch for sure. But uh, the DOE is, is very, very aware of the megatons and megawatts program and its historical effects on the markets. And now with the DOE and the Biden administration, generally speaking, looking to support the entire nuclear fuel cycle in the United States, this sort of move would not be helpful for that language as well. So just wanted to bring up a couple of those points. I think it's important to look at your thesis all the time. Are these thesis breakers? Absolutely not. Uh, to sell, to sell, honestly, to sell on potentially speculation of, of bad news, quote unquote, is just as ridiculous as it is to buy thinking that fundamentals are going to move your stocks tomorrow. This market moves very, very slowly. It moves glacially slow. And so uh, it's important to look at these things and all of these elements uh, in line with a bullish thesis. All right, so hopefully that was helpful to clear up um, potentially some misconceptions and, and to discuss what's happening in France. I think that's kind of a bigger story anyways. Um, I hope that you have a great three-day weekend. There will be no market minute on Monday. There is no market in the, in the uh, American markets on Monday. So I will see you again on Tuesday. Members, please look out for the uh, Uranium Insider Pro newsletter for June on Thursday the 2nd. If you are not a member and would like to get a sample of our content, click the link in the description, and I will see you next week. Have a great weekend. Cheers.